Something I always say at the end of a solo episode is remember that you're a human being, not a human doing. So it feels really weird to be saying this at the beginning of this episode, (laughs) but today I wanted to share a bit more about this, what it means to me and why it's important for us as a society to be embracing this belief. Welcome to the Slow Down Time podcast. I'm Van An, a second generation Vietnamese Australian on my journey away from being the busy and stressed out primary school teacher into a slower, more present version of myself. This podcast is here to help you rediscover what it is you want and to begin letting go of cultural pressure to rush through life. Yes, you'll question your identity, your life decisions, and begin trusting yourself to fully live with intention. I'm so excited to be your host and to walk you through this journey. Let's get into the episode. Welcome back to the podcast. By the time you hear this, it'll actually be 2024. How crazy. But today it's actually just the end of November when I'm recording this because today's the only time I've got. I'm going to work tomorrow because I switched the days. And if you've been following my Instagram back in November 2023, then you would have realized that we celebrated our one year wedding anniversary this week. So that was really exciting. We didn't do too much, actually. We had lunch where we celebrated our wedding and then we did some Christmas shopping. So we drove around to a whole bunch of places and we were exhausted by the end. So that is what's been happening with me recently, not too much, which is a good thing. I actually enjoy that. But I wanted to share about this episode today because I know it's a long way away. I could be recording this in December or early January, but I just feel like today is the right day. And I've been kind of listening to my intuition, feeling like what's right and when's the right time to do things. So today November 23rd, (laughs) I want to share about a realization that I came to about two years ago now. And that was when I was having doubts about the way I was living. And I was questioning my career path, thinking about all the choices that I've made to that point. And that is about the purpose of my life and why I'm actually here by some miracle on this earth. And what I've been spending my life doing. So I felt like I was just spending my time doing all the things in life, but it wasn't actually fulfilling to me. And if we take it back to my childhood, my personal experiences, it was focused on achieving bigger and better things. And that's what my family came here for. My parents came from a not very well-off background, living in the countryside of China and Vietnam and spending all their savings or finding ways to move several hours, many thousands of kilometers away from their home country. And of course, there were heaps of family expectations that came from their personal background of how they grew up. And then coming to Australia and needing to make so many sacrifices and save up so much, make so many changes in their lifestyle just so that we can have 
the opportunities that we have now. And so there were so many things that happened during my childhood and so many things that probably happened to you as well that led us to believe that we need to do more and more for us to be accepted, for us to be acknowledged and proven worthy. And that was the mindset shift that I needed to make to change in my life because that caused me so much stress. And I had so much mental and physical discomfort from doing those things. And they thought they were the norm. So I was just following along like the good daughter, like the good Asian daughter that I am. And I didn't really think about that. So some of the things I experienced, I wouldn't go through, I won't go through this too much because I've talked about many of these things in previous episodes. But a few things that come to mind were the fact that if I was ever sitting around doing nothing, then I'd be told to go read a book or to study or to do something more worthwhile instead of just sitting around doing nothing. Or a moment when I was really young was a time when I had this photo, actually. I don't know if I can find it, but I was too short to look over the counter to do the dishes, but I really wanted to do the dishes. I wanted to be a grown-up. I wanted to help out around the house. And I had this photo of me standing on some sort of step stool or, I don't know, like a little step, doing the dishes with gloves on. And I was praised for being such a good girl because I was doing the dishes and I craved those moments. Or even when I was older, I would be encouraged to learn multiple languages. I went to Vietnamese school. I went to Chinese school. I obviously grew up speaking English. I also understand a few different dialects of Chinese. And I also went tutoring, of course. And all those things were what all my friends were also doing. So I felt like this is just life. I had to carry on. I had to do what my parents paid for. I didn't want to waste their money. And a particular moment during the end of all my schooling was my HSC. And one fond memory, (laughs) not so fond, but in the moment, I remember this distinctly because when I got my HSC results, And I was really proud of my HSC results because I worked so hard for it. I remember in in year 12, I actually was in the library during my free periods and I would do extra work. I came to homework sessions after school. So that was once a week. I would go to that. It was free and I didn't have to go to those. My parents didn't even force me to do those, but I voluntarily chose to go to those homework sessions, these after-school homework help or something like that. And I studied so hard. I did so much work. I went to tutoring for maths to help out with that. I always did my homework. So I worked really hard in year 12. And I remember at the end of that, when I received my HSC results, my ATAR, I was so proud. And my parents went home because it was a normal weekday. And I remember calling my parents and telling them my results and I was waiting for their praise. And you know how Asian parents are. They don't really praise you, but they say, well, congratulations. And that was that. That was the end of conversation. And there was a particular moment after that when my parents or my mum, 
she would tell her friends, like, you know, other, when I have family friends who are in the same grade who also received the results. And I remember a particular auntie who compared me to her son saying that, oh, her son did better and whatever. You know, during those times when I felt like, wow, I overheard this conversation, by the way, and I was thinking, wow, okay, maybe I didn't work that hard and maybe I'm not that smart or maybe I should have done more of this and more of that. And I didn't even think to myself that I'm actually really proud of that. (laughs) I was just kind of annoyed that this auntie was just putting me down, you know, for things that I was doing and praising her son. So it's just that comparison culture that's so evident in Asian families. But yeah, those are some of my memories from my personal experiences of wanting to do more and keep growing and keep finding ways to be better as a person. And that never stopped. And it got me thinking about what are some of these experiences? What are some of these beliefs and these mindsets that are ingrained in us from childhood that turn us into human doings? And that that is why I say this at the end of every single episode. And I'd like to believe that I came up with this, but I honestly don't know where it came from. Like I thought about it myself and I came up with the idea, but maybe I saw it somewhere, I heard it somewhere, but it's something that I like to repeat at the end of all my episodes. And I'm going to try to do this with guests as well. I've only been doing this in solo episodes, but it's something that I want to remind you of. And it's a personal reminder for me as well. I want to remind us of this every chance that I get, you know? So it got me thinking about those beliefs that gets us on this treadmill of constantly doing things. And of course, this really impacts on our mental health. We all know that, right? Impacts on our well-being, the quality of our life and our relationships with other people, and especially our relationships with ourselves. So a lot of these beliefs aren't just from our parents, our immediate family, or people we're surrounded by when we're younger, but it's from the culture that we grow up in. It's from society. And that's why it's so hard to change. And it's something that I've been working really hard on. Basically, I try to go back to being a human being and just you know, settling with life is the way it is supposed to be. So one of the biggest contributors to this belief of doing more is better is because of capitalism and something that I heard in year 12, but I never really quite understood it was consumerism. So now that I fully understand it better, these two ideas promote constant productivity, making sure you're keeping up with the demand for products, making sure that you're putting things out there, making money, And if you're not working hard enough, then you're gone. That kind of idea. It's like hustle culture. And this is so different around the world. And I don't want to stereotype or generalize what's happening in other parts of the world, but I can see a huge difference when I go to other countries. For example, in Vietnam, where I've been, or in Fiji, that's a huge difference. And what I've seen of Europe, I haven't personally been to Europe But what I've seen about people over there and their lifestyle, it's so different. I mean, there are still elements of capitalism and consumerism, and that's because of how interconnected the world is now. But there are 
people who don't need to work so hard. There are people out there who live so differently to us here in Australia where we work from nine to five or even longer and we have to constantly do things all the time. Another thing that leads us to constantly do more is because of societal pressure. We are expected to juggle so many roles at once because life just becomes so much more complicated and we need to do it all well. If you are a parent, but you also go to work and you have aging parents that you need to take care of, you need to juggle all of that and do an amazing job. And if you don't, there might be something wrong with you or people might think you need help. And that's why we have this false image that we need to present to the world of keeping up with everything, having that pressure to do everything well. There is also this idea of being busy. And I used to struggle with this so much. And I used it as a status symbol too. Being busy made me seem like I was getting things done that I was accomplishing something, that I was moving forward in life. And the more busy I was, the more successful I will be in the future. And I've talked about this a lot on my Instagram or maybe previous podcast episodes, I can't quite remember. But busyness is something that I've seen a lot in my friends as well. And I don't say anything about this, but it's something that since I've come to this realization of wanting to change my lifestyle, I've seen so many people focus on being busy. And sometimes it wasn't even meaningful. It was just what we call at school, like busy work, things that you're doing, but it isn't really reaching a meaningful end goal, not really achieving something that you really care about. And one of the reasons for that is because we are in this comparison culture. We see and hear so much about other people in their lives and we also want the same in our life, right? We want to achieve those things that they've done. Like maybe they bought a house and we want to buy a house or they can do great makeup and we want to be able to do great makeup. That's a personal example. (laughs) Or we see someone climbing the corporate ladder and we want to be successful in our careers too. And when we see this from other people, we feel this tightness in our bodies, or at least I do. And I want to do the same thing. So there's this feeling of FOMO. And we don't want to be left behind while somebody moves on and does all these amazing things. And so our goalposts that we set for ourselves keeps changing all over the place. It's not just moving forward. It's moving sideways because our goals keep changing. We have so many mini goals in our life that we don't know where to aim the ball. We don't know where to shoot for. And so we're never fully satisfied in our lives. Because growing up, we were never made to feel satisfied. What we have done so far is great, but there's always more to do. So we always want more and we want better. Another reason why we focus so much on doing is because we see other things as priorities. We think that, oh, we can take care of ourselves later. Like right now, when we're young, we have the energy, we have no huge responsibilities like kids that we should focus on all those things like making money, building on our career, prioritizing work basically in finances and going out and doing sport and all those other things like taking care of our well-being and slowing down is not 
something that we think about. Something that I've heard a lot from my mum and other aunties and uncles is that we should do as much as we can while we're young. Because once you have kids, blah, 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 we won't have enough time and energy to do everything now. And we feel like there's this short window of time where we have to do everything. And so we neglect our well-being. We neglect the time for ourselves that we really need. And the truth is we have so much time to do all of that. If only we simplify our lives, and that's why I have my simplifier framework, if we only simplify our lives and focus on what really matters, then you have time throughout your whole life to do it. You can do it when you have kids. You can focus on your career. You can still have time for family, for friends, for social events throughout your whole lifetime. And we aren't restricted by this short window of time to do everything. You will still have the energy. You will still have the time. And this is why I'm so adamant about this whole lifestyle shift is because we can do all those things. It's just we can't do it all right now within five years' time. And if you agree with anything that I have mentioned so far in this episode, then you might benefit from these affirmations. You might find it helpful. So these affirmations are just a reminder for you to focus on what really matters, to help you change your mindset and your beliefs around some of these things that society has taught us. So I'm going to leave a whole list of affirmations in the show notes. You can choose one or a few and write them on a post-it note or put it on your planner, write it on your mirror, wherever you want to put it. And it's just a nice short reminder for yourself. So I'll link those in the show notes. Now let's move on to when I realized the difference between living a life of doing and just being. This was when the teaching workload just slowly started increasing and the expectations became quite unrealistic. So this was a few years back now before I even moved school. So I was at my first school for about five years. And during the final year of that, I was already thinking about this. I had been working a lot. I worked after school. I came in early. I brought work home with me. I worked on the weekends. And I wondered, why am I doing all of this? It just feels like I'm living to work. And my life revolved around work. And the little time that I had left, I was too tired to do anything else. So. This was during a time in my life where I was watching a lot of YouTube as well, just in the background. And I noticed a pattern in the YouTube content that I was enjoying. And it was just vlogs of people living their ordinary lives. They were focused on doing things around the house, hanging out with people they love. They were cooking vegan food. They were cleaning and organizing their house. Basically, they were focusing on their holistic health. They were focused on slow living. These vlogs didn't show that they tried to fit in a million things in the day or plan out every single second of the day and make sure that they were productive. Sometimes they showed them just sitting on the couch scrolling. Sometimes they showed themselves going out to an event. Like it was just a realistic day in an ordinary life. Nothing crazy like an influencer travels the world or anything like that, because that's not really the life I want to live. After having those initial thoughts about my career and noticing what kind of 
people I was drawn to on YouTube and the kind of people that I wanted to spend time with in my real life, I thought about this slow movement and it really resonated with me. And that has unintentionally become the core of kind of heart and what I want to share here with the world and what I want to share with you so that if this resonates with you, that you can make these changes in your life as well. So some aspects of this slow living movement that I incorporate into kind of heart and into everything that I'm doing here online is basically simplifying your life, providing quality over quantity. And some of the things that I share are revolving around these topics of digital detox because I actually don't scroll that much on social media, even though I post on social media all the time. And on the weekends, I definitely don't go on social media or maybe I don't go on it much or even at all. I also want to promote minimalism and mindful consumption because one of my core values is sustainability. And if you look at the timeline of the world, we as humans are a blip on the timeline, but yet we've progressed so quickly. We've advanced our technology. We've evolved as humans within such a short time. And yet we've caused so much damage to the earth and to other humans. It's crazy. So what I encourage here is to keep things simple, not overdoing it on our physical possessions or spiraling into our thoughts, but being minimal in everything if possible. And not trying to be a minimalist here. I'm definitely not a minimalist, but I see the value in keeping things minimal, keeping things simple. So I'll never encourage you to buy more things or even do more things unless it benefits you in some way. I also see time as a valuable resource. So I want you to be intentional with your time because as I've gotten older, time has become so much more precious to me and it's the one thing that we can never get back. So I want to be more intentional on what I spend my time on, what I'm doing and who I spend my time with. And I want the same for you as well. And of course, we all want work-life balance, right? And this goes back to the previous point of being intentional with your time. And this is not work-life balance as an even balance between work and life, because I see work as like a tiny part of that. And then life is everything else. We spend a lot of time at work, but we also have plenty of time to do everything else. So it's just having the time to spend on life things as well. So whether that's nurturing relationships or your exercise, or even as simple as just sitting outside with a cup of tea. Like I love doing that. I also want to prioritize mindfulness and presence for all of us. I want you to feel at peace with yourself and your life and to feel a sense of calm as you're going about your day. And the deepest point from all of this is I want you to feel a connection to nature and to feel a sense of community. I want you to feel connected to something bigger than yourself because that's what living this life is about, right? That's what I think anyway. It's not only about focusing on your life, earning more money for your future or your family's future, but it's more than that. It's about connecting to people as a whole, connecting to nature and feeling a sense of community with people around you because we are all human beings, whether we agree with that or not. 
We are all connected in some way. So if you simplify your life, your thoughts, your time, do all of that so that you can live a more aligned and fulfilled life. And as I said before, it goes down to quality over quantity, the quality of your life, the quality of your relationships, the quality of your health and your view of yourself. All those things are so much more important to me than about the money that you earn. As long as you're surviving and you have enough to live by, then I don't see a need to live in a mansion and to have an expensive race car because I do not care for any of that. And this is what I see as a center of being a human being, not doing things for the sake of doing things, but living a fulfilled and meaningful life. So that's what I want to share with you in this episode. It's not really like a tips and tricks kind of thing, but it's something inspirational, something that I hope can resonate with you, can connect with you and how you want to live your life. So remember to look in the show notes for your affirmations, stick around your house somewhere, write it down somewhere, make a little artwork out of it and remind yourself of why you're here because it's not to do more, but it's just to be here in the present. I'm going to say it another time. Remember that you're a human being, not a human doing. I'll chat to you in the next episode. It would mean so much to me if you were to follow the podcast on Spotify and give it a five-star rating. To do this, search the Slowdown Time podcast on the Spotify app and it should be right under the description. Thank you so much.